Please find your seats. The performance is about to begin. Welcome to Seats on the Isle, a podcast produced by Theatre Lawrence. I'm your host, Executive Director Jamie Ulmer. This is Season 1, Episode 1, for our production of Crowns. Thank you so much for joining us for this very first official episode of our podcast. Now, coming up in Act 2 of this episode, we sit down with the show's director, Annette Billings. We talk about the show, the impact of its story, and her own theatrical journey. But first, let's bring up the lights on Act 1. Crowns began its life in 1998, when photographer Michael Cunningham began taking pictures of women in their hats. This inspired his journalist friend, Craig Marbury, to examine the tradition of women's hats in African-American churches. Their collaboration resulted in a wonderful book of photos, which explores the stories of 50 women, who, on average, owned 54 hats each. Even before the book was finished, the idea of adapting the stories into a stage version was already taking place. Debuting off-Broadway in 2002, the show combines many of the stories in the book into a narrative centering around six women. The show follows Yolanda, a young woman who is sent to live with her grandmother following the death of her brother. Through her grandmother, she meets a series of women who share their stories. The show goes on to explore the connections and traditions of family, faith, and fashion, all filled with a mix of some original music, but mostly gospel music. The script was adapted by Regina Taylor, who also directed the original production. Our production features a cast of seven, all of whom are making their Theatre Lawrence debut. A talkback discussion will take place following the October 1st performance of the show. Crowns runs approximately 90 minutes and is performed without an intermission. So be sure to stop by the bar before the show starts. Speaking of the bar, our specialty drinks for this show is called the Hattitude, and it's a sweet tea mule. The non-alcoholic version is a common luxury. Thanks to Nostalgia Room for creating our non-alcoholic cocktails this season. Our alcoholic milkshake for this production is Judith's Milkshake, in memory of Judith Sheff, a longtime theater volunteer who passed away recently. Judith was the queen of making the milkshakes and was the only one who knew the right way to brew the coffee behind the bar. Crowns is appropriate for all audiences. And now it's time for Act Two. All right, and now we are excited to welcome to the podcast our very first uh, podcast guest, Annette Billings. Thank you so much for joining us, Annette. Oh, thank you for asking me. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about crowns because, you know, that's what this episode is about. Um, yes. <laughs> what was your reaction after reading the script for this show for the first time? Well, I had uh, two reactions. The first one was, a jubilant yes <laughs> and the second one was wow i know these women as a matter of fact i am these oh. women yes yes yeah and, and so so talk about that um uh how are you like are some of the women in the show well i didn't specifically wear uh hats to church in my growing up or uh, adult 
a life, but I certainly sat in church with lots of uh, women and church mothers, as we call mm -hmm. them, who had hats from the sublime to the outrageous, and it was always uh, fun to see them and and to enjoy them and to see what was coming up next Sunday. <laughs> so uh, the sight of, of, of African-American women in hats is, brings back uh, marvelous memories to oh, me. Oh, that's great. So how would you describe this show? Someone is like, Crowns, what's that all about? You know, I would describe it as a story of triumph over hardship. And the fact that uh, hats do service crowns and as a recognition of kind of an internal um, royalty and uh, an acceptance of the special the special parts of being uh, an African-American woman. Mm, mm. Talk a little bit maybe about the about the cast. We've got a cast of seven, correct? Yes, six women and one man. One of the women is a very, a young woman. I'd say she's about 20. Mm -hmm. uh, so they range in age from, I'd say, 20 to um, 72, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, is our oldest cast That's... member. So uh, lots of life experiences. We have everyone from a former opera singer to a first grade teacher um, to a student to a cosmetician. So they have a very... Uh, diverse uh, professions and and life experience and they blend very very well i think yeah that's that's a great thing about community theater in general and and the show is a great example of it is how people from all walks of life can participate together yes yes um so this show can really speak to people um how has this script and this show spoken to you and has it used words that are clear for broadcast? No. <laughs> yes. Well, for me, it has really been such an exquisite reminder of the joy that comes in being in relationship with people, uh, the joy that comes with being in a community. And for me, it, it's also affirmed the how and the why we ha we continue to to thrive and survive as African-Americans and how we've overcome through faith, through music, through community, and how we are continuing to overcome. Because I, I see overcoming as very much a continuous process. So it's been a very, uh, a, a, a deep reminder of our strengths and our vulnerabilities and our ability to be in um, community with one mm, another. Mm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, yeah. When did the theater bug first bite you? Well, I'll tell you, although most people don't believe it, I was, I have parts of me that are very, very shy, <laughs> and particularly when I was a little girl. Uh, but in grade school, somehow I got roped into singing Silent Night at the Christmas pageant. And I remember feeling utterly terrified until that first note, or as a matter of fact, until I took the breath for that first note. And somehow being on stage, being in front of people became the absolute safest place in the world. Ask me why, Why, why is that? Why is that? <laughs> because when you're on stage, when you're in front of people, everyone is in front of you. No one can sneak up 
or surprise you. You have their full attention and everyone that's behind you, those that are backstage are there for your benefit and they all want you to, to do well and be well. So it is, it has remained just one of the safest places I can uh, be is on stage or in front of people. That is a wonderful way to describe a theater. Wow. I've, I've never heard it quite put that way, but you, you put <laughs> it that way. I, I love that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So what have been some of your most memorable theater experiences? Oh, uh, when I think of that, I, I think for the experience of being in Intozaki Shange's For Colored Girls Who Considered Suicide and how uh, the monologue of one of those characters, the lady in red, seemed to hold the whole world on the edge of its seat just by the power of it and that particular actress's performance of it. I just remember that feeling that the world was holding its breath until her next word. Mm. Uh, then as Mama in Flying West, uh, during that play, I was um, responding in character to something one of the other characters had said. And I remember in fe feeling this incredible internal blur of myself and, and the character as though we weren't separate anymore. And I've certainly felt versions of that at other times, but it just in that moment was very, very stark that I was, uh, I was mama mm, mm. Uh, and, and not Annette acting as the character mama. Other experiences. Oh, um, actually my experience is directing. Yeah. And for me, how close that comes to being a midwife oh. in that if you do your job well, the end product is what gets the glory, not you. So whether that's a healthy mother and baby or uh, an exquisite show, that's the end product for the director. And I really, I didn't think I'd ever love anything as much as acting, but directing <laughs> comes not a close second. It comes parallel mm, first mm. <laughs> for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a wonderful uh, way to describe it directing as, as being a midwife. I, I used to describe directing as being uh, an expectant father. Um, uh, and uh, when it comes showtime, the, the best thing you could be in the, in the delivery room, holding her hand and, and breathing. Yes. But sometimes yes. the best thing for you to do is just to be in the lobby and pace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, so you are also um, a writer. Let's yes, ta yes. talk a little bit about your writing. The majority of my writing is poetry, but I also love writing uh, short fiction and uh, dabbling with, with playwriting, too. Mm -hmm. I have been writing since I was a, a, a young girl and had always intended either writing and or theater to be my life's work. But when it, when it became when it came time to make that actual choice, neither of those two things showed up on the practical uh -huh. list. So I became a nurse, which was uh, a marvelous four decade professional experience. But even as I was uh, a nurse, 
I would find time to, to write poetry, whether that was on break <laughs> or my lunch hour, a lunch break that nurses uh, rarely get, <laughs> or whether I was at a stoplight. So poetry writing has always played a big part of my life, even when I wasn't actively writing full time. And actually, I retired early um, so that I could write <laughs> full time in 2015. So that's that's been a real uh, treat to be able to do that. So most of my work centers around poetry. Mm -hmm. I've been fortunate to be able to uh, publish four books of, of poetry. And uh, I try to write most days, whether that's actually putting something down on paper or just thinking about ideas and the process of writing. So do I write every day? No. But do I think about writing every <laughs> day? Definitely. Where can people find some of your work? If they go to my website, which is annettefullofhope.net. So that's A-N-E-T, full of hope, all one word, dot net. Uh, there's a good sampling of uh, my work and, and other ways to uh, acquire it if they would, should so desire. Great, great. So coming back to crowns, um, how do you hope audiences will react and respond to this show? You know... I read recently a quote by Pablo Picasso, and it says, the purpose of art is washing the dust of daily life off our souls. Mm. So that I hope that audiences leave crowns feeling well dusted <laughs> in as much as that there, there is so much that we acquired just during daily life. And there are so many stressors that each of us live under. I hope for that, uh, for those moments in time that they are uh, watching and experiencing crowns, they feel some of that dust of daily life lifted off them for that time so that they leave the theater feeling uh, encouraged and acknowledged and celebrated. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, uh, no feather dusters required, though there will be some feathers on the hats. So, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and and speaking of hats, I, I you know we're recording this uh, this interview before we go into tech on the show. Do, do we know how, like exactly how many hats that we're seeing in the show, or do we have a rough idea? I think half a dozen would be a good. A six to ten, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good. So there will be lots of hats displayed. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then hats just on the set as part of the set dressing. Yes, and, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, and actually, let's just talk a little bit about the the set design. Um, I, I absolutely oh, love marvelous. the scenic design. It is marvelous. James did an extraordinary job of of designing it and bringing it to fruition. Uh, very, uh, very fluid. Very eye catching. Uh, I really appreciate the work that he's done. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, featured on the set are three oversized hat boxes hmm. that are very functional also. And at some point, so, uh, one of the characters actually uses them to stand on. So just lots of great ideas went into the set design. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm also excited to see how, uh, you know, with the, with the lighting of it and the the video projections that we're incorporating into yes. it. And there's just lots yes. of fun little surprises in the scenic design. Yes, yes. I'd yeah. agree. And I think that also translates into the show itself, that it, it is really full of some fun surprises. 
Yes. You know, as, yes. as, as you know, watching uh, the, the women in the show share the stories um, uh, that uh, that this the show is based on. Uh, you know, there's just these fun, fun moments of surprise yes, and and, yes. and that anyone can relate to. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I love the playwright's use of humor throughout the show. There's just uh, those little uh, moments where it, it'll make you do everything from giggle to guffaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was I was heartily laughing at um, the other night yes. at rehearsal. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love the fact that you bring out that the, the, the themes of the show are really very universal, universal, and anyone can come and enjoy and relate uh, to the parts of it, just the humanity and the hum- community that it shows. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so as we uh, wrap up here, um, is there anything else uh, that you want to talk about or add um, before we uh, bring this little uh, chat to a close? I think coming to see Crowns is just an excellent opportunity to have fun and be entertained and in an environment that's very uplifting and jubilant and joyful. Yes. Well, Annette, thank you so much for joining us as the first guest ever on Peter Lawrence's podcast. (laughs) Thank you for the invitation. It was great. All right. Now for the curtain call. Crowns runs September 22nd through the 24th and September 28th through October 1st. The box office is open weekdays from 11.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and one hour prior to performances. This show made possible thanks in part to a grant from the City of Lawrence. Thanks to our associate producers, Jay Wilsons, KU ATK Equipment Reuse, Z's Divine, and our performance sponsor, Truity Credit Union. Coming up next on the Theatre Lawrence stage is our high school production of the musical Ranked. I'm Jamie Ulmer, and thank you for taking a seat on the aisle with us.